It's Book, the movie. Hi, guys. Welcome to Book, the movie, the podcast where I talk about books and movies. Yay. If you didn't get that from the title, you get it now. This is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about books and we're talking about movies. It's going to be great. Um, usually I have a special guest with me today. It's just me. So hopefully you guys like me without anybody else around. There's no distractions. It's just me. So I'm, I promise I'm a pretty cool person. You're going to like the sound of my voice. So last week we did, um, a smaller episode where we talked about most hated characters in literature and it was a pretty cool episode. There were a couple of people on those lists that I really didn't agree with. Um, there are a couple of people on the list that I 100% agree with. And when I say most hated, I don't mean like we talked about like, oh, I hate to love this person. No, it's just like, I hate you. You're the worst. If you were a real person, I'd punch you in the face. So um, I got an email to the podcast that I run. Um, other than this one, it's a horror podcast. Um, from someone who listened to that episode and said, hey, if you're going to do most hated, you have to do most beloved, um, which does make a lot of sense because we talked about it, the hate, the people we hate. So we might as well talk about the people that we love. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about most beloved book characters. So what I did is that I scoured the internet for lists to see how many of these names pop up on the same list. And a couple of them did. So that's what I did. I just grabbed those names that just kept popping up and I put them on a blank sheet of paper and that's the characters that we're going to talk about today. Um, here's the thing. I didn't put these names in any specific order. They're just kind of on the page. Um, so if your favorite is not on there, I'm so sorry. Please don't hate me. If your favorite is on there, but they're like number nine, that's also not a thing to hate me for. I didn't do it on purpose. I just put the names on the list and there was no specific reason. <laughs> there was no rhyme or reason for the names on the list. I just put them on the page. So like I said, don't hate me. Sorry <laughs> in advance. So first character that we are going to talk about is Seely from The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know how else to say it. I love, I love Seely. The Color Purple is just, it's one of those books that, well, you're reading it and it's, it's big. It's, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than anything you've ever read. And it's beautifully, beautifully written. I think it might be one of the best written works of fiction that I've ever read in my entire life. Um, I just, I can't stop saying good things about this book and I can't stop saying good things about Celie. Um, just the things that she went through and being voiceless for so long, when she finally gets her voice, when she finally discovers her voice, um, it's just like, it's, it's phenomenal to see her just break out of this shell of fear and of doubt. Like, it's it's like, I, and you know what, Suge should also be on this list because of the fact that I think she's the one who really, like, undoubtedly, she's the one who who brought Celie out of this shell. And I think that she's the one who empowered Celie to get that voice back. And she just, she transforms into this, happy and independent and 
unafraid woman. And I think that she's just this, this Phoenix rising out of the ashes of her own life. And I think that she's definitely, she, she earns, I know that I didn't do it on purpose, but she earns top spot on this list. She just does. If you guys haven't read the color of purple, I, I think that you should. The color purple is like literally, like I said, it's one of the most beautifully written books that I've ever read. If you haven't do so, if you have do it again, it warrants a second read. Um, number two on the list is Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien. <sighs> I agree with this one as well. He popped up on, on every single list, actually. He's on every single list. I went through 10 lists and he's on every single one. Um, I love Gandalf. Um, and I'm going to say something a little bit controversial, but okay. Um, I wasn't a big Aslan fan from the uh, Chronicles of Narnia series, not a big fan, okay? Um, when I was reading them, I kind of felt like he was one of those godlike characters that kind of shows up at the end and says these, like, flowery prose, and then he just kind of bounces, and, like, he's a mentor, and that's great, but I feel like he's he's just not as active as I wanted him to be. And I think that Gandalf is definitely that character. Gandalf is the mentor that I think that everybody wants. Um, he himself is complicated and he himself has some character flaws that he has to go through. But I think that he's the kind of mentor that you want on your side because he makes you feel like you're not alone. You know what I mean? Like he makes you feel like you're, you're going through something difficult and these trials and tribulations are things that you have to go through, but you always have him that's there to help you out. And he's not going to give you all of the answers, but he's going to point you in the right direction. And in the end, you're going to be happy for it. So I'm a big, big fan of Gandalf. I agree with him being on this list as well. Uh, number three is Lisbeth Salinger from the girl series by Stieg Larsson. So I say the girl series because she's the main character in that series of books. It's uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl who played with fire, the girl who kicked the hornet's nest, the girl in the spider's web, the girl who takes an eye for an eye, and the girl who lived twice. So if you guys have never read these books, I 100% like, you have to. Lisbeth Salinger is just a hero. She is a strong, motivated hero. Like, everything about her just radiates power. There, The things that she's going through, the things that she has gone through, has made her this character with sharp and pointy edges but you need someone like that like you you need someone who has gone through the shit to get you out of your own shit like you need someone like that like I understand the appeal of the like squeaky clean character you know the almost godlike character I understand the appeal of that I do but I think that there's something to the 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 character who has been through the same things that you have been through and the whole reason why they're able to help you out of your own shit is because they have also been through that shit. That's the character that I find to be the best hero character. And the good thing about Elizabeth Salinger is that that's exactly who she is. Like the things that she has gone through and the abuse that she's gone through, it, it helps her view the world for what it is. And yes, she has these self-destructive tendencies and she's flawed and she's, you know... 
in constant turmoil. Um, it's I, I get that and I understand that, but it's making her who she is and it makes her a better person to rely on for it. Like, you know, she's always going to help you out. She is a hero for abused women. And I just think that she's she's one of those female characters that isn't written pretty. You know what I mean? She's not written in this pretty, you know, shiny way. And that's the appeal to her character. You know, she's raw and she's real and she's gritty. And I think that I, I I want to see more female characters written that way, especially in a position of like heroism, you know. So um, Elizabeth Salinger, 100% incredibly well-deserved on the most beloved book characters list. You know, aces. Um, and then number four is Hermione Granger. Ron Weasley, and Harry Potter from the Harry Potter series. Um, I mean, how much more can you say about the the Golden Trio? Like, 100%. They were also on every single list. All three of them. All three of them. Not even just Harry Potter, but all three of them were on this list. And I 100% agree with their position on here. Hermione is the girl that you want to look up to. She is smart. And she is, you know, tenacious. And she is reliable. And... She's so much more mature for her age, which is how these two knuckleheads are able to survive anything that they survive. Um, Ron Weasley, for the movies, he's almost reduced to comedic relief, which is completely ridiculous because he's so loyal. The loyalty he has to his friends and to doing what's right, I think, is so incredibly understated in the movies. And I think that he is just one of those characters where, like, that's the best friend that you want, you know? You want the best friend that's always going to be, you know, right beside you. And, yes, you're going to fight, but he's always going to be there. He's going to risk life and limb for you. And I think that that's beautiful. And Harry is just a hero. He is the quintessential hero. And not in a terrible way. Harry is the guy, the kid, who's been through hell and back. And he has used that to persevere and to get ahead and to do what's right for the world like he could have you know seen everything that he had been through and he could have become jaded because of it he could have turned his back on the world because the world turned its back on him um because of all of the horrible things that he went through losing his family and losing his mom and dad and constantly having deaths around him he could have turned his back and said you know what like i can't do this and he doesn't do that you know he quite literally dies to save us us harry potter people <laughs> dies to save us he dies to save the harry potter people <laughs> um and i think that he he's just he's the hero that that makes you want to also be better like he's along the lines of like the luke skywalkers of the world you know what i mean like he's very well deserved on this list too so i love the golden trio i've never hit that very well deserved on this list as well um Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind by Margaret Mitchell. This I disagree with. I don't like Scarlett O'Hara. I don't even like Gone with the Wind. I don't think it's that good of a book. It's huge. It takes forever to read. And I don't think it's that good. I just don't. I'm sure that there are tons of people who are like, it's great American literature. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe it is. But uh, I still hate her. Still don't like the book. I find her spoiled. Everybody talks about, oh, all the things that she had to go through to to keep Tara and to keep her family afloat. And like, yeah, okay, whatever. No, sorry. 
No, all of the other shitty things that she has done completely outweigh the one good thing that she did, okay? I found her to be a spoiled brat. I find her to be incredibly entitled. I find her to be a horrible person to her family, to her sisters. And I just, I can't stand her. I can't stand reading her. And even in the movie, like, oh my God, I love Vivian Lee, but God damn her, I just can't. So I'm sorry. I disagree with Scarlett O'Hara being on this list. I found her to be a spoiled child and I just, I couldn't do it. I, I disagree. Sorry, not sorry. Um, okay. Uh, number six on this list is Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson. So John isn't on all of the lists. Sherlock is. Sherlock is on all of the lists that I went through, but John's not. John is on, I think, only like four of the lists that I went through. And I went through The Independent UK. I went through Barnes & Noble. I went through Forbes. I went through BuzzFeed. You know, I went through a, a, a quite a few different lists. And Sherlock's on all of them, but John is not. And I think that that 100% needs to be fixed. Because how can you love Sherlock and not love Dr. John Watson? John is the friend who is going to call you on your shit. You don't need a friend who's going to agree with every single thing you say. You don't need that. You need the friend who's going to be like, I think you're wrong. And you know what? Maybe he is wrong. Maybe you are right. But you still need that voice like telling you to get off your high horse for just a little bit or to maybe look at different avenues. And I think that John is that person. He's incredibly pragmatic, but he's also very loyal he believes in Sherlock and he understands that Sherlock has a process to do things and he doesn't get really in the way of that, but he's, he's still going to be like, you know what? I don't think that's right. And he's not going to shy away from voicing that opinion. Um, you need that friend. You need the friend that's going to be like, no, sorry, that's not right. You need it. And then Sherlock, I mean, he's, he's one of those characters that I think just transcends time. I think there's a reason why there are so many Sherlock movies and Sherlock shows like, He's just, he's so fascinating. He's such a fascinating character. Like, he is written in a way where, like, yes, he's a little narcissistic. He's a little uh, rude, and I get that. <laughs> but he's brilliant. He is a brilliant, brilliant detective. Like, I think that he is one of the main reasons why I got into like murder mysteries and like got into like mystery solving and stuff like that. He's definitely one of the main reasons why I got into all of that because I was so enamored by the way that his brain worked in these books that I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that guy. I want to be the smartest person in the room. Like, so, uh, I love Sherlock. Um, do I have a favorite movie? TV Sherlock. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. If if I'm going to be picking between my two favorites, which are Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch, I think I might have to pick Robert Downey Jr. And I get that Benedict Cumberbatch is British, like naturally. I understand that. But I think that I might prefer Robert Downey Jr. So, sorry. Not sorry. Um, next on this list is... Holden Caulfield from The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. This is another one that I just don't agree with, guys. I don't. Oh, my God. The Catcher in the Rye is that book 
that everyone tells you you have to read. They're like, oh, you have to read The Catcher in the Rye. It's so great. And like everybody who's trying to be like pompous and like arrogant, like is going to be like, my favorite book is The Catcher in the Rye. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sure it is. I read it. I found it a little bit boring. I read it twice. I read it once in high school because it's The Catcher in the Rye. And then I read it as an adult because I was like, what if I just hate this book because I read it as a kid and it was forced reading. So then I read it and I was like, no, I just hate this book. It's not a good book. It's boring. Um, can I tell you how many dudes, how many of that guy, and we all know what guy I talk about when I say that guy, has told me that I need to read The Catcher in the Rye or that The Catcher in the Rye is their favorite book? Do you have any idea how many of those guys? All right. They're sipping this like glass of whiskey that they've been nursing for like a freaking hour because they can't actually drink it. And they're like, no good girl likes me. Girls only want the bad guy. Have you read The Catcher in the Rye? And it's just like, dude, shut up. Leave me alone. Holden Caulfield is a freaking spoiled brat. Like he thinks so highly of himself. He thinks that he's the smartest guy and like everyone else are just these sheeple who are like floating around the world. He's the only one who sees the world. And I'm just like, ugh, no, can't, can't and won't. Um, I mean, who knows? You might disagree with me. You might be like Holden Caulfield is one of the best written book characters that you've ever experienced. All right, good for you. I just disagree. I just, I mean, ew. No, thank you. I'll pass. Um, Elizabeth and Fitzwilliam Darcy from Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Um, I mean, yeah, I like Elizabeth. I think that she's a great character, but I can't say that she's one of my favorites. Um, she's, I don't know. She, I just find her kind of judgmental. I'm not going to lie. I do. I find her kind of judgmental. I think that she's one of those people that doesn't understand when decisions have to be made. And she, like, still looks down on you for making those decisions. She's very Joe March. You know what I mean? Like, she she is. She's very Joe March. Like, marriage is something that needs to happen, unfortunately, in this time. Because if you don't marry, you're going to end up penniless. You just are. So when her friend marries her, her essentially her cousin, she tells her, like, don't you judge me, Lizzie. Don't you judge me. And it's like, yeah, Elizabeth, don't judge her because, you know, we can't all be this person. We can't all be this person who's not thinking about marriage and who's just like, who needs to marry? Like, some of us have to think about how the rest of our lives are going to be run. Like, some of us have to think about the repercussions of us not doing the practical things that have to be done in life. And I think that Lizzie just comes off very judgmental. She looks down on a lot of people because of it and... I love her character, I do, but it, I found it hard to, to like, really just like her character as a person. I think she's, I like her because she's a very well-written character in literature, and, you know, Jane Austen is just a fantastic writer. There's a reason why she's one of the greats in literature, but uh, I like Elizabeth Bennet because she's written well. I don't like her as a person in a book. And Fitzwilliam Darcy, I mean, he, I like him, too, like... He's written as that guy who's, like, very 
like secluded within himself. So you can't really read what's happening. Um, but once he opens up, he just has this beautiful heart and this beautiful mind that he, that he's not afraid to show Elizabeth. Like, but I think that he's also very judgmental. He's a snob. He's just snobby. Like, and yeah, he, he's a snob out of this, out of the, the need to protect his best friend, but he's still a snob, you know? Um, so I mean, can we get rid of some of the snobby bits? Yeah, but in the end, I think that I like him too. He's, like I said, he's just that guy that that's. It's hard for him to express himself, but once he does, it's just beautiful. Um, and I mean, if we're thinking about him as a product of his time, like of course he's going to be a snob. You know what I mean? Like he just is. Of course he is. He's he's going to these parties and he's hearing this this older woman talk about how she's trying to marry off her daughters to rich men, like cattle like i think that i would be judgmental too <laughs> so elizabeth bennett and fitzwilliam darcy yes i like you i think that people might be enamored with you because you're part of a love story but i mean you you're still loved so okay i won't disagree with you um jane eyre by charlotte bronte i love jane eyre i 100 agree with this i think i prefer the jane eyre to the elizabeth bennett jane is plain and she's little but she is she is just strong she was essentially abandoned and unloved and abused for a majority of her life and she still saw the world as this big open place that she was trying so hard to try and explore and she just she wanted to be able to do things without feeling like she was trapped or, you know, beholden to anybody. And I think that her independence is, I think, something that I really loved. And I read this book so young and it's just that independence is something that I strived for. So I 100% agree with the Jane Eyre character. That whole part where she says, you just, you think that just because I'm plain, obscure and little that I can't be something like no, like I am your equal. I know that I'm not quoting it exactly, but that's essentially what it is. Like she is, she is constantly striving to be equals with people that she know that she can be equals with. And I think that Jane Eyre is one of those female characters in literature that everyone should aspire to look up to. Let's see. There's Chiyo uh, slash Sayuri from the memoirs of a geisha by arthur golden and i say that because Ch chiyo is her name and then sayuri is her geisha name so um i don't know if you guys have ever read memoirs of a geisha but it is a fantastic book oh my god um chiyo is a character who was taken from her home at an incredibly young age her father sold her and her sister off um and she goes into training to become a geisha and she is just hated from the get-go um, by this other geisha. And just, she's just, it's like emotional and verbal abuse to the point where she's like, all she wants to do is run away. And the good thing about her, I think, is that after everything that she goes through, after all of the hate that she experiences and all of the you know, the, not abuse, but all of the hardships that she has to go through. I think that she still has a, 
an open heart. And that's the th- the thing about her character is that she's an open hearted and just beautiful souled person. And she never loses that. She never loses the, the ability to see light and love in the world to, to where she finally, when she finally gets to be with her love, it's just this beautiful thing because she doesn't give up and she, she gets a little melancholy, but she never loses that hope. And I think it's, I think it's a beautiful book and I think she's a beautiful character and she's she's just lovely in every sense of the word. So if you haven't read Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden, I definitely think that you need to put down whatever it is that you're doing and I think that you need to read it right now. Okay, right now. Go ahead. Um, Samwise, Gamgee, and Frodo Baggins from the Lord of the Rings series. I didn't put them up uh, by Gandalf because to be honest I forgot they were on this list but okay I prefer Samwise to Frodo I prefer Sam to Frodo I just do Sam is a doer Sam does the thing he does the thing he's looking after Frodo all the time <laughs> Sam is a good friend even after he gets shit on by Frodo. <laughs> Frodo doesn't deserve a friend like Sam. He just doesn't. Um, so I love Sam. <laughs> he's the best. Um, when I was reading The Lord of the Rings, he's the he's the best friend I always wanted to have, and I'm so happy that I eventually found best friends like Sam. <laughs> um, Frodo's great too. He is. He is he is strong. He perseveres. He he is he is constantly battling. Um but I found him a little whiny. I just thought that compared to all the things that Sam was doing and the things that Frodo was doing, I thought that Frodo could do more. And that's not just a, a, a judgment that I came from watching the movies. It's a judgment that I came from reading the books. So <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't agree, but I thought that Frodo could do more. I thought that compared to what Sam was doing, Frodo could have done more. He just could have. And he was mean to Sam. And he was kind of dumb, and he had rose-colored glasses on for a very long time, and he didn't see the danger plainly in front of him, and that irritated the hell out of me. I wish that he was smarter a lot of the times when I was reading. So, you know, maybe you disagree with me, maybe you love Frodo, but, I mean, I don't know. I like him, but not as much as I like Sam. (laughs) So, sorry. Um, let's see here. We're going to talk about, oh, Sita from, um, Beloved by Toni Morrison. So, uh, maybe I'm a little bit ignorant. When I was reading the book, I didn't pronounce her name like that. And then I read a, um, article about how Toni Morrison came up with the names for Beloved. And then I watched an interview and, um, it, that's how you pronounce it, Sita. So it's Seth, and then there's the uh at the end as a result from an accent. So um, let's talk about her. My God. I mean, I think that she's one of the strongest female characters that I've read. And you just, it's Toni Morrison. I mean, come on. Like, she's just one of, she's one of the greatest writers of our time. And I think that, this character in particular is one of the most complex characters, but I think that she's also just 
I don't know. I mean, she's so strong. Her devotion to her children. I mean, just the the love that she has for them. It's just, I don't know. Um, and she's so complicated too because, I mean, I, she goes through that whole phase of like, she's under the impression that killing them is the only way to protect them. Is just... I, I just, I don't know how else to say the fact that she's just like, she is just the epitome of, of, a, of a, a strong and, and passionate mother. Like the, she's just one of those characters that I think that uh, I remember reading this and I remember just crying, just crying because she's just, she does so much and she just exerts herself so much and when she finally is able to be free and and confront her past and and take on all of those demons i think that you see this like power coming off of her and i think that it's it's the same thing as 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 like i said before with these other female characters is that they're not squeaky clean you know they're not shiny and and you know easily digestible they're just not like she she has these traumas that she goes through and she has this past that she doesn't know how to come to terms with and her love for her children and her devotion to her children, I think is just one of those things that maybe made her make a couple of decisions that she didn't think was so right. But I just, I feel like, I feel like she is the kind of mother that every mother should strive to be. And I know that I'm saying that boldly, because there are, like I said, there are certain things that happen in this book that, I mean, you can't, if you have children, you're like, I can't think of that. But I don't know. I just, I think that the love that she feels is the love that everyone should strive for. If that makes sense. If that's, if that's correct. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So I can't, I think, you know, that's not it, obviously, but um, that's it for now. Um, if you guys have any characters that you would like to see on this list or that you have any, you know, that you think I should have added on, let me know. And, you know, I'll make an addendum. I'll post them on, on, on the site and we'll talk about them in, in, in full and we'll do all of that. You know, um, like I said, if your favorite character wasn't on this list, please don't eat me for it. I didn't do it on purpose. Please. Thank you. If your favorite was on this list, but they were like way below down, that's also not on me. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, I'll see you guys next week for Goblet of Fire. And we're just going to keep the train rolling. And have a great night. Bye.